and welcome to the Tea Party Policy Chat. This is Scott Harris, the Tea Party Patriot, um, the constitutional patriot uh, behind the red pill mic and on the red pill cam. And today is, um, oh, what a, what a, what a day is today. Um, this is, this is uh, Tea Party uh, Policy Chat will be broadcasted on the LJDN Podcasting Radio Network. So check that out. The LJDN Podcast Radio Network. It is an um, internet radio station, and it will. there is two hours every Thursday where I have podcasts. Um, and this podcast will be one of the ones for this coming Thursday. So <laughs> what I'm going to do here is I have four videos teed up and ready to go. I am not going to get through all four of these um, because because of time constraints. Um, I will hope I'll be lucky to get through two of them. Um, so the first thing, um, just so that uh, for the future reference, I'm going the one of them that will be a um, Senate Judiciary Committee holding a hearings on the on bans and censorship um, in the libraries. This is basically pornography that um, the left has put in um, elementary school libraries and parents and places like yeah, let's not have pornography for little kids in the school library. And the left in the in the school board or the school district, uh, you can't do that. That's that's banning books. It's like, no, it's limiting access for adult pornography to adults, which is the law. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, you uh, so 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 kindergartners cannot go to the store and buy pornography, but they can go down to their school library and check it out. That makes zero sense, but to Democrats it does because what is the what is the saying here at the concert, at the at all podcasts for the Constitutional Patriot Podcast Network, the Tea Party Policy Chat dumbass is to Democrats as air is to breathing. And in today's Tea Party Policy Chat, I am going to be drinking my favorite black cast bourbon tea. Um, this is a great tea. It is from Harney and Sons Fine Teas out of England. It is absolutely great. It is smoky black tea with vanilla and caramel notes. And I am enjoying this uh, black cast bourbon tea in my um, Let's Go Brandon Dr. Seuss mug. Let's go, Brandon. I do not like your mental haze. I do not like your leftist ways. I do not like your sun on blow. I do not like you, Sleepy Joe. Now, um, Sleepy Joe in Vietnam, <laughs> he uh, said, "It's I'm going to go take a nap. And it was basically in basically in the middle of the afternoon, and he basically made himself look like an incompetent buffoon 
on the national stage, and the other and the other dignitaries and world leaders were actually laughing at him. <laughs> it is such an embarrassment. Um, but those will be covered additionally in the Patriot Foreign Policy podcast, so check that stuff out as well. There's a link in the show notes. Go or or go to those listening on the uh, LJDN podcast radio network. Go to scottharristax.com forward slash links. scottharristax.com forward slash links. Last time, Scott Harris Tax forwards.com forward slash links and that will that is my links page that has all four of my podcasts my rumble channel and my social media um, uh, links as well so you'll find that there now um so what i'm going to do today is (laughs) i'm going to talk about this is is this right here um we have a basically a couple years ago, we had um, a transgender um, boy. <laughs> um, yes, he, he is a boy. He is not a girl. Um, he claims to be a girl, um, you know, but th- there is no, you, you can't change your gender. Sorry, you're born either a boy or a girl. You're either a boy or a girl. Whatever, whatever mental deficit you have to think you're something else, that is your mental illness. And forcing other people to basically miscategorize you based on your mental illness and forcing them to do it, in some cases with law and fines and punishment, is one, a violation of that person's rights. Okay, and, and <laughs> yeah, I'm, I will never comply. <laughs> Sorry, you're a dude, you're a dude, you're a girl, you're a girl, get over it. Uh, (laughs) Accept the realities, people, accept the realities. Now, um, (laughs) so here we have a, a father who was arrested for basically arguing with the school board because um, in Virginia, in Loudoun County, Virginia, where the school board allowed a boy to pretend to be a girl so that he could go into the girls' bathroom and rape girls in the bathrooms at school. He raped this man's daughter, sexually assaulted her. Then the school board, to cover it up, transferred this boy to another school where he pretended to be a girl to go into the girls' bathroom where he raped a second girl at a second school and the school board was covering this all up. This father found out about it, was, was, ang- was rightfully angry at the school board for covering this up. They had him arrested and prosecuted for basically standing up to them. And they had him arrested and prosecuted for some, for some trumped-up fake charge, okay? Um, the, the Governor Yunkin, the governor just, just now, um, a couple of days ago, uh, uh, pardoned him, a full pardon, after two years in prison. He has been arrested two years ago for, for basically 
defending his child against rape or sexual assault charges, a sexual assault where his the school board were covering it up and were an accessory to that rape um, because of their policies. And this is this is right here, public education and and public education in this country. It is completely 100% insane, and we're going to find out. All right, Sandra, a Virginia father is thanking Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin for pardoning him two years after he was arrested at a tense school board meeting. You'll remember this. Back in 2021, Scott Smith got heated and criticized the Loudoun County Public School Board. Yeah, here, here's a video of this guy. He's, he's, he's sitting there. He's sitting there. Um, basically arguing with the school board, right, which is a, which he has every legal right to do so. The school board official brings in the sheriff's department and forces him to shut up. And they said, no, I'm, I'm going to keep talking. And then they attacked him. They, the sheriff deputies attacked this man who was just standing at the podium speaking to the, ba the school board officials. He was exercising his constitutional right of freedom of free speech at a school board meeting where he had the chair. He had the chair where he was the one that was allowed to speak. Okay? And he they didn't like what he was saying, so they were going to shut him up and get him out of the room. And they attacked him. They attacked this man. And in violation of basically his personal safety rights, and he was struggling with them, and he had every, basically, under the law, he had every, he could have used, he could have used deadly force to defend his life against these sheriffs. Right? Because you have the constitutional right to defend yourself when you were attacked. No matter who it is that's attacking you. You have the God-given right to do that. The government cannot just... They don't, if the government does not have the authority to say, we don't like what you're saying, so we're going to beat the crap out of you to get you to shut up. The government does not have the right to do that. And that's exactly what happened here. I'm watching the video. And you can be able to watch this on, my, on the Constitutional Patriot Podcast Rumble channel. So go to Rumble. Okay? Go to rumble.com. Okay? And create an account. Search in there for Constitutional Patriot Podcast. You'll come up to my Rumble account. Please subscribe. Like, share, comment. It would really help me out. So go do that. Okay, and this is this is what is going on here, and they're attacking him for mishandling his daughter's sexual assault. He was yeah, his daughter was sexually assaulted, and they covered it up, and then transferred the 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 assault the 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 the, the criminal, right? The, the 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 person that assaulted his daughter, they transferred him to another school and covered up another sexual assault of somebody else. Arrested, charged, and convicted of disorderly conduct. Disorderly conduct. Dismissed. He says his daughter was attacked in the women's restroom by a male student who identified as a trans girl. And the school. There's no such thing as a trans girl. 
There is no such thing. Show me in biology where there's a tr there is such a thing in biological terms, not in mental illness terms. In biology, a tr a basically a trans girl. There is none. It doesn't exist. Trans whatever is a mental illness. It's called gender identity identity disorder. You have you have a you are in, it's a mental illness. It is a mental illness. Those are the biological and psychological facts. School board tried to cover it up. Scott Smith joins us now for his first television interview following the pardon. So we were chatting off camera. Uh, Governor Yunkin had offered a, a pardon uh, for you before, and you, you said, no, thank you. I, I don't want that. Why? Well, to be clear, it was only a month ago. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't months ago. But because I didn't want to uh, drop my appeal and accept responsibility for the charges that I was convicted of in the lower court. That was unacceptable to me. So in order to get a pardon, he had to accept responsibility? Bullcrap. No, yeah, right here. Do not accept responsibility for something that is unconstitutional. You know, it's like I say we, you know, I say we could have, like, people of Virginia, form a militia, break this guy out. I really wanted to win this straight up on my own merit in court. But unfortunately, you know, as things have played out and, you know, I had a, it, our justice system across this land is unfortunately politicized and weaponized to the hilt. And that should scare every American. So, so you believe there's no way that you could have won in court? I think I might have been able to win in court with a judge if it would have been the right judge. Mm -hmm. But no, I think in a, in a jury, I think it would have been a hung jury. See, what he's talking about here is where he's at. It's a very liberal part of the country. The county is a very liberal county. Okay, So the jury pool would have been of nothing but Democrats. Right, mostly Democrats who basically work in D.C. Okay, so most of the most of these people that would have been in the jury pool from where he's located would have been um, extremely liberal Democrats. Many of them, most likely, government employees of different government agencies and so forth and so on, all basically under the control of the Democratic Party. That's the jury pool of which this person is living. And the judges on these courts are, are the county j judges for the, for the superior courts are either uh, in some states that are appointed, in most states that are elected, are elected from a vast majority of extreme liberal judges in these liberal judges' states. Okay, So he would have lost in a uh, in a court where he but if he, he would have had to keep fighting until he got to throughout the state court system which the state court system in Virginia is still controlled by the Democrats okay at the state level the state Supreme Court in Virginia then it would have then he would only after he, he exhausted the state's appeals process through the state Supreme Court could he have gotten it transferred to the federal court where he could have depending on what district he's in what court circuit he's in um, most likely because he would be in the DC circuit um, he would have been 
um, in a liberal court, he would have had all fight it all the way up to the Supreme Court to get victory, costing millions of dollars in legal fees. Millions of dollars in legal fees for something that was a violation of his civil liberties and of his constitutional rights. I hope to God this guy files massive lawsuits. Massive civil lawsuits against these in federal court for violation of his federal federal rights, it, and get that crap into the you know that's what needs to happen is federal civil civil is federal court uh, against this. This is this needs to this needs to extremely stop this kind of crap because this is happening. He's talking about weaponization of courts. It's happening all over the country in vast different ways. There are there were school there was a man who took his 13-year-old daughter hunting and they've been going hunting for since she was like 10 years old. She was 13 years old and she and she and she shot her first 10-point buck. Okay, and there's a picture of her holding the horn of the buck and the rifle, and she posted on Facebook because she was so excited. She bagged her first ten point buck. The school, the some kids saw it at school. One of the teachers saw it and she called the social workers, and they pulled her from her father's home because he took her hunting. It took him like what eight or nine months. Going through court systems to the court system, he could get his kid back. And during this time, his kid was in foster care, all because of a teacher's political animus and hatred of of, of gun owning people, of families that have hunt of hunters and gun owners. In violation of this family's life, of, of her rights, civil rights, all kinds of violations of law occurred in this instance. And that's just one example, right? You could, there's tons and tons of examples where government is coming in there and weaponizing crap just to, to push their liberal, leftist, communist, anti-family, anti-constitutional rights agendas. Many examples. Um, at best. Um, but, you know, what, any, what, what everybody didn't really understand is, is you know, I, I wasn't really fighting to, to, to clear my name from a disorderly conduct charge. I mean, I'm a country boy. I'm disorderly sometimes. You know, what this was all about was is my free speech. You know, that should... That's exactly what this was all about, is, con is there were a violation of his free speech rights. And I would play the rest of this out, but I have a lot to get to today. And we're going, we're stepping forward into another aspects of violation of constitutional rights. We're going about the New Mexico governor suspend, basically, no, no has about, it. we're doing away with the Constitution, that you do no longer have the Second Amendment right in the state of, of, of New Mexico, and you're not allowed to protest against her judgment. Basically, this is a ruling. It is a blanket thing. Suspending the Constitution. The governor of New Mexico suspends the Constitution. Yeah, not. This New Mexico uh, governor, who is very upset because there's been a rash of shootings in New, New Mexico. Um, I get it. It upsets all of us and including... Okay, first of all, what were these massive shootings about? Okay, these mass shootings were basically about crime, gang activity, 
um, anti, uh, basically leftist activities that were these, these were not, these were not Republicans going out and mass shooting anybody, okay? That's bullcrap, okay? These mass shootings were all from people from the left. Let's get that straight right here, right now, okay? Let's get that straight right here, right now. That's what this is about, okay? This is this is a this is a criminal aspect where they're refusing to prosecute criminals. When what do they want to do? They, which they know it will have no effect on crime. They just want to suspend the Constitution. One involving an 11-year-old boy who uh, appears to have been killed during the midst of some sort of I don't know if it was gang violence, but it was a road rage incident. Where I'll just because none of the news reports is talking about what happened. It was driving me nuts as a mother. Uh, 11-year-old boy. Uh, okay, yeah, so so let's first of all, not, let's even not, let's report, let's not even look into the uh, the criminal activity that occurred. Let's just ban the Constitution. He was, his family was leaving a baseball stadium after a, after a game, road rage incident. I was certainly not suggesting he was in a gang. I'm like wondering who would have, who had unleashed this hell on him. Were they in a gang or whether, what, what would they do? Because they made... Um, the, ca the car in which the child was riding made a U-turn in front of the suspect's vehicle. And then that suspect got out and fired 17 shots at the family's car. I mean, that's just absolute lunacy. See, this right here is, I can tell you as somebody who's been, who's been um, basically, who's been attacked in, a few times for, for my beliefs, and 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 things there are people out there who will kill you for no reason they will you cut them off and they will they will start laying waste to you and and, and they do this i ha i basically pulled in when i was i was 17 years old and i was in my in my car okay with my friend and and we stopped at the stoplight turning left and there was something in the radio or something that was really funny we just started laughing and our windows were down and we didn't even this guy in this car in this piece of crap car this drug guy all drugged out it was clearly was totally wasted thought we i guess he thought we were laughing at him we didn't even notice him until basically he ran into the red light cut off and then waited for us to turn and i was like hang on and i floored it we were going he was chasing us i turned down some side streets we finally we finally ditched him in this resident we pulled into this guy he had an open garage we pulled into this guy's garage that was open and he goes what's going on and we told him he goes dude and it's like we were laughing at because it was the radio about the about the gray poupon. Do you have any gray poupon? And we just thought it was funny. And he goes, "Dude, I have some gray poupon, <laughs> right?" <laughs> and it was like we told him what happened. He goes, "He goes, there are some nut, some crazy ass people in this town," and and that was just out of nowhere, right? Imagine if that guy had a gun. If they got where he just robbed a bank or something or robbed a liquor store which happens all the time. This is where you get this crap going on. This is not conservative constitutional carry people who are who are proper gun owners who basically have gun permits. None of those people do this. None of these things are 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 legitimate gun owners that carry out these crimes. Not one, not anywhere. The boy was killed 
and there hasn't yet been an arrest. Absolutely awful. It's not the only incident in New Mexico. But this, this Democratic governor, <laughs> as horrified as she was, I would submit had absolutely no right to do what she did, which was essentially to suspend the U.S. Constitution, including the Second Amendment, because she says it's an emergency and she really, really doesn't want the guns in New Mexico concealed. Well, what else did she suspend? The Constitution. She, is, she suspended the right of free speech. She suspended the right of peacefully assembling. She assembled the right to protest and ask for grievances in the First Amendment. She suspended the right for people to pr practice their religion as they see fit so they can institute all kinds of mandates. And basically, what else did they suspend? Elections. Yeah. So now, basically, this governor has declared herself basically the king, the queen of New Mexico. An authoritarian dictator is now ruling in violation of the U.S. Constitution, the state of New Mexico. He'll carry or open carry. It's any gun unless you're a law enforcement officer or security officer. So people who are legitimate gun owners and have licenses to carry guns in New Mexico are now under her emergency order no longer allowed to carry them um, inside their cars, inside their, you know, pants, inside their homes potentially. Um, here's how she put it when she was being pressed by a reporter on whether this was okay to do. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carrying license? With one exception, and that is if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency. There is no exception in the Constitution oath. That's bullcrap. This woman is completely and totally insane. For a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right. In my view, including... In your view, which is wrong, because yes, constitutional rights are absolute. My oath is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. <laughs> this woman is completely insane. There is no... Uh, constitutional rights, the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, the freedom to exercise your religion as you see fit, the freedom to uh, put, uh, protest the government in a list of your grievances, the, the Second Amendment, shall not be infringed. It's in print. Shall not be infringed. There is no other way to say it. This woman is completely, totally, 100% insane. So just two things there, Alan, whether she has the right to do this because, you know, no constitutional right is absolute. And the second admission that she doesn't see her oath of office as absolute. Well, obviously, she is doing something that many people will approve of. If I were at the Constitutional Convention or the Bill of Rights Convention, I would not have voted for the Second Amendment. I'm not in favor of there being a constitutional right to bear arms. We're one of the very few countries in the world that have that, but it's in the Constitution. And you can't suspend the First Amendment or the Second Amendment because of emergencies. We tried to do that in the past during the Second World War, they suspended the right of Japanese Americans to live on the West Coast and put them in detention centers. Uh, that has come to be understood as one of the worst 
Supreme Court. Oh yeah, so so now are, are they going to is she going to round up Jews? Cuz that's what that's what the that is what the mayor um Bloomberg um when he was mayor during uh, during COVID was do, was going to do he actually said, let's round them up and, and, and put them in a detention camp. He was going to round up 2,000 Jews in New York because they were having a funeral in violation of his, you know, uh, assembly. Can't, they were assembling, but they were social distanced. They were six feet apart. Everybody was masked and gloved. And, and he was going to round, he, he said he was going to round them up and put them in a detention camp. Until they said, you can't do that. But then what did he do after he said he was going to round up the Jews and put them in a detention camp? He went to a transgender Black Lives Matter protest where nobody was social distanced, nobody was master gloved during COVID. Okay, so I did a podcast about that. I did podcasts about that, okay? So yeah, let's let's get the so basically let's suspend let's suspend the constitution and basically just rule as rule by executive fiat for things that they that they want to pass. Oh, we're going to take your parental rights away. You're not going to basically we're going to brainwash your kids. You're not allowed to. Oh, if you are a conservative, we're going to send you to a reeducation camp. With actually three, I did I did a podcast about that. There were Democrat Congress people and Democrat media and liberal media from NBC and MSNBC and uh, and members of Congress who actually wanted to establish re-education camps to send all Trump voters to re-education concentration camps to be brainwashed. That is an actual thing that actually tried to happen. And so are they going to do that? Are they going to have? Oh, you, we, they don't like your your religion. You're denying climate change religion, so they're going to send you to a concentration camp. Are they going to do organ harvesting like they're doing? Like the Democrats are supporting the Chinese Communist Party, where they actually have organ harvesting and concentration camps and slave labor camps in China, where they where they are imprisoning Fulong Gong practitioners and the Uyghurs and Christians and pro democracy activists. Are they going to start doing organ harvesting like the Chinese Communist Party? Are they going to set up concentration camps in New Mexico now? All these are legitimate questions. Because guess what? These are actual things that the Democrat Congress people have stated that they would like to do. Decisions um, ever. Uh, the Constitution is designed for emergency times, for difficult times. And as much as I don't myself like the right to bear arms, uh, I completely support the Constitution as written, and 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 would very firmly argue that she has no right to suspend it. She has the right to seek a constitutional amendment. Yeah. See, if she doesn't like it, if the Democrats don't like it, they can do a constitutional amendment. There's two ways they can do a constitutional amendment. One is in 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 the House or the Senate, they could submit a constitutional amendment, and it would need two thirds vote majority, two thirds in both houses of Congress. Then it would have to be ratified by two thirds of the states to become part of the Constitution. Or 
you can have a constitutional convention. You can bypass the Congress, where at the constitutional convention, they can pass constitutional amendments from the convention and go straight to the states to where it needs two-thirds of the states to ratify. It still needs two-thirds of the states to ratify from a constitutional convention. Okay, those are two options to support to to amend the Constitution, and it has been done twenty seven times. They have amended the Constitution twenty seven times since the ratification of the United States Constitution. So yeah, there's a way to if you don't like it, you can go through a constitutional amendment. You know, you can interpret the Second Amendment, and after all, it does say it starts with uh, a, a statement about the the need for militias. Uh, the well-regulated militia is defined by the, the founding fathers. And, and when you're use, interpreting the Constitution, or what you have is you have constitutional intent. What, were the, what was the intent of the people who wrote the law? Okay, it's statutory intent when interpreting. It's one of the. It's the. It's the founding principle in legislative interpretation. Okay, I learned this in my constitutional law class. Um, in my constitutional law class, it, it is the founding rock in, 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 in interpreting legislation and constitutional amendments and just regular legislation is what was the original intent and how did the writers of the law define the terms? That's the key thing right there. Okay, that's the key thing. Militia, as defined by the founding fathers, is armed citizen. Okay, and then the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Well-regulated militias, you can make the argument that uh, guns can be well-regulated under the Second Amendment. That argument is made in the Supreme Court, but you cannot simply suspend completely the right any more than you could suspend the right of freedom of speech. He's right that freedom of speech is not absolute, but no governor can say there's an emergency. We now suspend all of free speech rights. We close newspapers. See, this is, the, the, this is also what needs to be understood is, is the Supreme Court has ruled uh, on these gun rights. Is basically, you, basically people have the right to carry. They have a constitutional right to carry guns. You cannot make it extremely punitive or extremely difficult. You cannot make it to where it's so costly that the average person cannot get a gun you, through regulation. You can't. Those regulations have been ruled unconstitutional. The Supreme Court has ruled in favor of gun owners on every single case. Okay? Every single case. What this New Mexico governor is doing is basically setting this up for a civil war. Seriously. Seriously. Arm yourselves, people in New Mexico. Arm yourselves and don't just walk around with a handgun. Open carry. Open carry and have your AR-15s and your high-capacity magazines locked and loaded, people. Let's do it. Let's do it. Go. It's, it's time. It's time to 1776, this governor. We close the media... That's what they do in repressive regimes. So, if you if you if you're if they if they're gonna if they're gonna do this, if basically violate. The, she has no authority to do this. So, if you basically every single gun owner in the state basically just says we're gonna do it anyway, 
And these sheriffs, these county sheriffs, these county DAs, you basically need to make a decision. Are you going to support your oath of office? Or are you going to obey an, unco an illegal unconstitutional order? Because in the military, obeying an illegal order is in fact a crime. Okay, that is a violation of the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Is there some kind of vi uh, some kind of parallel law on this? Are the DAs going to violate their oath of office? Are the sheriffs going to violate their oath of office? And yes, even the even the standard regular police sergeant and the police lieutenant and the police captain and the and the patrol officer, every single one of them has taken an oath to, to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And this governor is now an enemy to the is a domestic enemy to the Constitution, and does, and none of nothing that she does is legitimate. Suspend the Second Amendment today, you then have the power to suspend the First Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, and the Fifth Amendment. And this was all part of the same thing. This was part of the effort to try to use the Constitution in a manipulative way to get your policy results you want, whether it's to get guns off the street, which is desirable, whether it's to stop Donald Trump from running, which many people would find desirable, whether it's obtaining 110,000 American citizens of Japanese origin in detention centers. None of them are permissible under the Constitution. The Constitution was designed for dangerous times. That's why it's lasted longer than any Constitution in the history of the world. And it's under attack largely from the left today. I grew up today during... This man right here, this is he, he, um, Alan Dershowitz. He's, he is a, um, a professor emeritus at like, Harvard Law, right? He is, a pro, he, is, he is a staunch liberal. A staunch liberal. But he basically supports the Constitution. Right? Politics does not interfere with the Constitution. Constitution comes first. That's what I respect about this man, right? The Constitution comes. He said he does not like the Second Amendment, but he will support the Second Amendment because it's in the Constitution. That right there is a real scholar. That right there is a real man. I grew up during McCarthyism when it was under attack by the right. That's why I'm writing a new book actually called The New McCarthyism, why the woke version is even more dangerous than the original version because it represents the future. The people who are calling for these suspensions of the Constitution are the young people who will become our leaders in the next 10, 20, 30 years. That's why it's so I, dangerous. I, I always wanted to grow my own vegetable garden. And okay, so th that's where we're going to leave that. Because it is, it is I, I, I'm running low on time. And uh, this podcast is going to be mixed in with another podcast, so the time... Um, together for the LJ, LJTN Podcast Radio Network. Thank you for listening to the Tea Party Policy Chat. God bless you all, and God bless America.